Blog Talk Radio. I bid everyone a welcome to this brand new show with an exclusive interview with Natalie Perry. Like the water that nourishes everything, the Comfort Circle does it every time. Welcome to Voice for Victims podcast and the Comfort Circle, which is a brand new show. With your host, Will Perfect, Janet Lopez, and I, Crystal Starnes. Hope everyone is having a good day today. First, I want to say thank you, everyone, for joining us and our special guest, Natalie Perry. Today's show will feature Natalie telling all of us how she had a challenging life growing up with a stuttering issue. She will also talk about her career as an actress, singer, TV producer, and writer, and what she has upcoming. That all being said, let's welcome Natalie Perry to the show. Hello. Can everybody hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Hello. How are you doing, everybody? Because I'm on a headset. I just want to make sure you can hear me. Oh, yes. We can hear you very good. Okay. Perfect. So how is everybody today? Hi, hi everybody who's ever listening. I'm Natalie Perry. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Um, I um, was going to say that um, they're going to come on in a little bit, Janet and Will, but um, we'll just start talking about your, um, you know, you can maybe tell the audience a little bit about you know, who you are and your background. Okay, I am a actress, singer, writer, producer, director. I mean, I do everything. I mean, it's it's crazy. I'm a financier. I'm always talking to investors for projects that I'm working on. So many, um, and it's been a struggle, you know, because uh, I did have an, uh, a disability that I had mentioned before. Um, it was, I was a teenager growing up with a stuttering problem, and um, and it was, a, it was a really bad disability for me because I was always the kind of girl who, first of all, I was very tiny, and I used to get picked on a lot because of that too, you know, like very skinny and scrawny, and um, I got picked on for that, and I got picked on for stuttering because I couldn't talk to anybody. Like, I couldn't even talk to my teachers. I even got picked on at home, which is really bad, too. So um, it was really hard for me growing up, and people don't realize this, how much I struggled to be where I am today. So, I mean, I would not want to go to school. I ran away from home a lot, believe it or not. Yeah, I did. Um, And I ended up not being with my mom because she had a drinking problem. And she used to pick on me too because I couldn't talk. But when growing up, I used to think everything was all my fault. And it isn't. So anybody out there, it's not your fault. It means, it actually means that you're smart, you're very intelligent. It means that your brain is thinking faster than your mouth. (laughs) I learned that. I learned that as I was growing up. And if anybody, any parent out there has a child that has a disability that cannot speak the right way, they're geniuses. (laughs) I'm not saying I'm a genius, but I'm pretty smart. Don't, don't feel bad, like, just do, think 
before you speak. That's the most important thing. And get yourself more confidence. And the way I did that is when I was a teenager, I loved to sing. And I used to love to perform with my friends' TV shows and always wanted to play the lead. So I knew that I wanted to be in this kind of world that I am in now. Um, But like I said, I was always shy because of my stuttering. So I never actually would talk to my teachers about it and stuff like that. And so I was always in chorus because being in chorus, you're in the background. And that's what I did. I was always in the background. And then one day my singing teacher says to me, we want to hear a solo from you. And I don't remember the song I sang, but I was, like, very hesitant. I almost started crying. I said, I don't want to do this. And and then as I was singing, the drama teacher walks in and says, wow, you were fantastic. Why don't you audition for a play that we're doing? Come by at the school and just, you know, check it out. And right away I was like, no, and I started stuttering as I was taught, trying to talk to him. And then um, I decided, let me, you know, go see what's happening. You know, I was only, I was a teenager, you know. Um, and so I would go in the auditorium, and I would sit in the auditorium and just watch people. And then one day I just got the nerve and I went right to him as they were auditioning people. And I said, okay, I'm ready. He goes right now. And I said, yes, let me do this before I change my mind. And they said, all right, can you sing the sun will come out tomorrow? And I said, yes, I can. And I sang the sun will come out tomorrow, acapella, no piano. And they were blown away, and they were like, oh, my God, we want to give you the lead of Annie. And I was like, no, I don't want it. I don't want the lead. I still want to be in the back. You know, I said, I'm not ready to be the lead on stage. And I talked. I remember talking very slowly to him at that time. Uh, so I played an orphan. And then after that, I started doing more plays and the stuttering slowly started to go away and I was still getting picked on at home though, you know, for a lot of reasons because you know, my mom was an alcoholic. So, um, and she always put me down. So, but the point is if you have this kind of problem, it's, it's not your fault. Okay. It means that you're really, really smart and your brain is way ahead of your mouth. And, do what you love, get into singing, get into acting. Speech therapy will not help. It will not help. You have to, speech therapy will not give you confidence. You have to get the confidence by being in front of people and being able to talk or sing or act in front of a large audience. And that is the only way that I dealt with it. I'm not, you know, I'm not telling parents what to do, but I'm just giving advice. And I really hope it helps parents that have kids that have a stuttering disability because mine was really bad. My grandparents ended up raising me. I had two grandparents. I was moved around a lot. And my grandfather 
till 99 years old had a stuttering problem. Um, and, and he was like a normal everyday guy, you know, had a normal everyday job. I couldn't understand a word he said, but now I know where I got it from, but, but he was really smart. He was an engineer that I do remember. Um, so parents out there, if your kids stutter, the best thing to do is get them into some kind of acting program or singing program, something with the arts, because that means that they're really, really creative and very, very smart. And being out there with other people will give them so much confidence that little by little, the stuttering problem will go away. And that's how I dealt with it. So, yeah. That's amazing. Oh, boy, I'm cheering. <laughs> I'm cheering right now. That That is amazing. Yeah. And it's amazing inspiration, um, you know, for all the children out there. You know, I, I can relate to a point that because I have a daughter who's nine years old. She's been struggling with speech um, most of her life. And she's also been involved in, like, activities over the years, and she's suffered bullying as well. And and I believe now that she's, like, suffering some trauma from the bullying that she endured in the past year um, with one of the activities she was involved in. And we're now trying to get her into therapy because, you know, she's having nightmares at times. There's times, like, we'll go places, and she'll be afraid she's going to run into the, the people that, you know, bullied her. And, um, you know, it's just it's very hard on a child when, you know, they can't talk very well. Um, you know, the other kids, you know, will pick on them, you know, kind of like what happened to you, what, what's happening, what happened to my daughter. And, um, you know, and I guess parents out there need to educate the kids to like maybe talk to them, like to not pick on the other kids, you know, say that not every child is the same, you know, every child's different, you know, they may have a disability, you know, and they need to educate the children so that they know not to do this. I mean, going forward, in, in my opinion, on it. But um, but anyway, I just I wanted to mention that. And and being that we are talking about the the stuttering issue, um, Janet Lopez, who is also um, the you know on the show, um, the host here, um, she I guess had an issue happen um, when she was a child, and she was going to go on now and like. Just briefly tell that, and then you can continue on your story, Natalie, after that. Janet, okay. um, are you here? Janet, are you on here? I don't know if she's on here or not. Oh, Janet, hey, can you hear? I guess I was, uh, yeah, the sound was off, I guess. <laughs> okay, Hi, sorry. Natalie. I'm sorry, Janet. Hi, Janet. How are you doing? I've been listening to... I'm doing great. I've been listening to the show. I could tell, you know, I was listening to you saying that you were singing in order for that. It kind of helped your confidence. Um, when I was little, I was told uh, by the, I guess the dentist told me that I had to get surgery because, you know, the little skin underneath your tongue that attaches from the bottom of your mouth to the top, uh, he said it was a bit short, which was limiting my tongue apparently. <laughs> And, um, yeah, so they they had recommended me to get some surgery, but they told me I would have to learn how to speak all over again, like literally learn speech and everything for a whole year or so, uh, and I would have to relearn how to pronounce words and letters. Um, so my sister, she had the surgery done, 
the oral, oral surgery. I intend, I just didn't do it because I felt like it was so long to relearn everything. Uh, so there are some words that in the beginning I had trouble pronouncing because I never got that surgery done. And I was also, uh, you know, people would bring it up. Hey, how come you're pronouncing it like that? And, you know, a lot of people don't know the things that you're struggling with or the things that you deal with. And a lot of people weren't aware that that's, you know, a surgery that I was having to go through all that. And for me, it was interesting because I couldn't hear it myself. Like I just, I was so used to speaking a certain way, but I came across some people uh, specifically, uh, specifically like grammar teachers and stuff like that. And they were like, why are you pronouncing this? And so anyways, long story short, I really had to take a lot of effort to learn how to pronounce it a certain way. And it just, for me, it takes a lot more effort for certain words. There's not that many. Today, um, it's only one sound and I can pronounce it correctly. But again, it takes me more effort than the regular person because of my you know, because I was just born that way. <laughs> Can um, I ask you a question? Anyways. Sure. Um, does your does your sister have a line down her tongue? She has a yes. Because I well, had surgery when I I'm was a kid. I remember. I have a line in the middle of my tongue, straight down, and you just made me remember that that I asked that when I was a yeah. kid. Why do I have this line? And they told me there was something wrong with my tongue, and they had to cut it. Yeah, they cut her. Uh, they did surgery on hers. And so she had to relearn yeah. speech all over again. I mean, it was – Yeah. She couldn't uh, talk you, you for a while. You made me remember all this. It was a mind block. <laughs> I you swear to God. That, I have – I blocked. Yeah, I had to because when you said the surgery about the tongue, I just remember that my tongue has a line all the way down in the middle. And I asked uh-huh. when I was a kid what it meant, what it was, and oh. I totally forgot what my grandmother told me. I cannot remember because I was – it was before 13 years old. I was very yeah, little. Yeah, she, she was very little. Yeah, because she yeah. opted for surgery, and I didn't. I said no, but she did. Well, so, I was little. I, I had no choice, obviously. I, I mean, I didn't well, make the decision. Well, my parents were so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had no choice. You know, my parents were funny. They were still asking these questions, even though it was like we were little. We really couldn't make that decision. But if I had done it, I would have been just like that, too. I would have to learn, relearn everything, how to speak and everything all over again. And this is why I decided not to do it as a kid. I said, no, I don't want to do that. And, again, you know, I would pick on certain – not pick – you know, people will bring it up. They'll be like, why are you saying it that way when I was a kid? And yeah, I had to, to. I was a lot of effort to pronounce her and things. Yeah, yeah. yeah but you, you know, although I didn't have to put that back. Oh my god! I know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're I'm not the only, only one. Really why I had the line in my tongue, and then now I remember that I asked the same question to my grandmother, and in my, I blocked a lot of stuff growing up. So, um, you know, when you're a kid and you, you go through trauma. You block it out. Yeah. And when you get older, you start remembering things of stuff that happened to you. When my childhood was, I hate to be like this person, but it sucked. Right. Um, you know what, though? I, know. I do applaud you. I applaud you because I saw what my sister had to go through. 
through the surgery and everything. And like the fact that she was able to relearn how to pronounce sounds and stuff like that. And she speaks very well now. And I think it's amazing for somebody to go through all that and be able to get through it. And both of you, like, I applaud you for sure. You know, I I definitely could. Thank you. I saw the struggle. I saw what you guys, like what what she has gone through. And, yeah, anyways, I just wanted to share that story. You know, like you said, you're not the only one. Well, thank you for making me remember that because I totally blacked Ah! it out until you said it. I mean, I I mean, right. I look. I'm like, why do I have a line in my tongue? I asked that so many times, and that you know, I mean, I remember when I was little asking that, and I told, I totally blocked it out. Oh my god, I can't believe I just remembered that because you said that. Yeah, mm. I had surgery when I was little. She wouldn't. My mom wouldn't get me the shot. She she didn't believe any kind of shot. So I had chickenpox, measles, mumps. I was constantly in the hospital. That I do remember. I was always sick because she didn't believe in any shot, but yet she goes and cuts my tongue. So, well, not her, oh, well, not herself, goodness. you know. Yeah, and right. I, had, I, I had it rough growing up. She was an alcoholic, and it was, and I grew up with I, my I dad. I do want to say, there, there is one thing I'm, I'm envious about my sister is that she got the surgery, and she could really stick out her tongue really long. Uh, I don't have that. No, practice. I don't have, I, mean, I, I don't have <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> No, I know. Like I when she sticks out her tongue. Thing, but... <laughs> no, I know. But I was, I was referring just when she sticks out her tongue. It's just like mine is so little. <laughs> Hers is like yeah. yeah. No, it's little, oh, but it's, it's just a, okay. Well, let's not talk about tongues anymore. <laughs> what are they talking about? <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> well, well, moving on. Um, yeah. Anyways, I do applaud you, and, and I do want to say for everyone listening, especially little girls and everybody, you know, that you guys, you you can get through it, and you and regardless, you can be a writer, you could be anything in this world, you know. Yeah. Anything in the arts. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. Anything in the arts. What I said. <laughs> anything. Yeah, anything that makes you creative, just do it. You know, because it will help. Right. And so I, I feel like both of you are actors and, you know, you both have been through a lot of challenges um, growing up. And the fact that you have been so successful, that is just amazing. I mean, I, I just, I applaud you as well, both of you, um, because Thank it is you. a struggle. And I, I'm living it just because of my daughter um, you know, it's affecting my family as well. I mean, because, you know, she is dealing with trauma. Trauma is real. You will have flashbacks, like, the rest of your life at times. Like what you, you talked about, it's, that's, it's a real thing. And, and people need to get more educated about trauma so that it can be treated properly and, and everything. Um, so yeah. You both, you both know, being, being picked on and, and, and bullied, but, you know, by people in school, but... Being bullied at home by your own mother and is horrible. So yeah. you're a great mom. You're a great mom. Um, oh, I'm sorry to hear that too. I you're a great mom Alan. for 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 listening to the show, for the JoJo show, and hearing what I had to say, and uh, like making your daughter get more creative and trying to help her than what my mom didn't do. I had to grow up fast. Just put it that way. I'm I'm sorry to hear that. And thank thank you for for 
you know, recognizing that with me. Like, I, your story touched my heart. It, it did. When I heard your story, Thank I was like, so I, I, have to, I have to connect with her. I, I, it, it really, it touched my heart. It, it did. It, it, it hit him. That's, and I, that's what I want to do. That's, I want to be an icon. I want to be a role model to other girls, whoever have any kind of struggle, especially any kind of disability, you know, just parents, if you're listening, listen to your child. And don't, and don't, how do I say that? I mean, actually listen. Um, I know there are kids out there who have, you know, who have some parents that, you know, might abuse them physically, like mentally and verbally, like I I was. Um, don't do that. It only makes it worse. I mean, that's why I ran away from home so many times. Um, just listen to your child and make them be because they're trying to tell you that they have a problem. Don't make fun of them. That's the worst you can do. Help them, you know, um, make them give these people, people that stutter have a creative side, whether it's writing or whether it's drawing. Cause I also paint too, by the way, whether it's painting, drawing, writing, singing, acting, Anything they want to do, that's that creative side. That's why they're stutter because their creativity, their brain, like I said before, their brain is moving faster than their speech, and that's why they stutter, okay? My mom used to pick on me a lot because of that. She was like, I can't understand you. Please stop. And all I would do was cry, you know? Um, and I was also a tomboy because I was always outside playing because I, I, I wanted to get away from my home so bad um and uh yeah just please just help your child don't pick on them because they're trying and and children out there if you're getting bullied and picked on you're better than them okay just letting you know now okay don't let them get to you you do what you love and what you want to do and that's really well what I could say about that as far as, you know, I, any any kind of disability, don't let it get to you. It means you're special. Yeah. It really does. Those I mean, I'm, I'm a very creative person. <laughs> I'm a very creative person. People don't realize how creative, like, I can come up with things like, they're like, wow, that's amazing. Because my even I even talk in my sleep, literally. Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead. We're gonna go ahead and um. I just want to add really quick, um, Natalie. First of all, thank you so much for that speech. I I can relate to you in so many levels, and I mean I feel like we could talk so, uh, more about this. I do want to introduce, welcome, uh, Will. Perfect to the show. Really quick, uh, well, Will, are you there? Welcome, Will. <laughs> Hello, hello, everybody, and, and I've been listening are. in. Hello, yes, hello. and I've been. Yeah, we we're kind of doing. We we're going to combine both shows, and that uh, that that first part of the show was the voice of victims. And I was on the show earlier talking about how, like, I was in fourth grade for a few months, and they took me back to third grade, and how, like, a kid, you know, the emotions that you have to go through, and what the other kids uh feel about that you know you raise your hand you get the answer right and another kid says well that's because he was already in the grade ahead 
you know, and these little things like that, they really add up. It's the little things, and they just they build and build. But uh, this is yeah. um, this new, yeah, and I like how you said, um, and then one day, because everybody's story begins that way, and then one day, and you said that, and it just shows you don't know when that one day will happen when someone gives you that advice or believes in you, and, and, and that one day changes everything. Yeah, exactly. That one day that that teacher came in, if you never came in, I don't know if I'd be here today. I really don't. Um, I I don't know if I'd be an actress. I really don't. I well, probably and you're now I mean, working with the best. I mean, Reese Witherspoon yeah. is, in my opinion, up there with yeah, Meryl Streep. Yeah, I know, honestly. I know. It, it, it's 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 surreal. Like what is happening to, in 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 my life? You know, when I joined Facebook in 2014, I had no idea. That I, that people were gonna respond to me that the way that they do. I mean, I usually just post my shows of singing because I sang all over, like all over the place. I mean, I used to sing in military shows, uh, festivals, and I just thought, I said, you know what? Let me open up a Facebook page. Let me just post them. I had no idea that I would have this, that I would have this effect on people, and I'm still stunned. And I and everybody that's been following me since 2014, you people are amazing. You really are for believing in me because I'm going to start crying again. My God, I'm such an emotional person. <laughs> it feels good, though, to let those emotions flow. I get so emotional when I talk about this. I really do because... I'm in I'm in I'm in the Marlon I'm Marlon right now. Yeah, I'm I'm stuttering too right now. Um I'm in I'm in the Hollywood room right now where Marlon's all around me. And um <laughs> well you know that story. Um Oh yeah, the lights so, went off when you mentioned her name. Yeah. But the lights are off now completely <laughs> because the sun's out and so, yeah, so it's just amazing. I mean, there have been people who, in this business, you know, some people really suck. Okay, I'm just going to let you know now because they try to, they, you know, I've had, I I trust everybody. And I've learned along the line that I can't do that because I'm the type of person that trusts people and then I get my heart broken. Um, and... And I'm trying not to do it anymore. I'm trying to put a wall up, like, um, not to trust so many people because especially in this business, you know, people, you know, I have haters. Not everybody's going to love you. And I keep saying this. Not everybody's going to love you. you you're going to have haters because they're jealous. There's no reason to be jealous. You know, I'm just a hard worker. I work my ass off. Um, can I say ass on the radio? <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I mean, okay, I'm going to say I work my buttons off, okay? <laughs> I'm going to say but, buttons. Um, I mean, the I literally... The heart of buttons. The heart of buttons. <laughs> I mean, I mean I, I, the networking alone is so hard, but I mean, I mean, you know the story, what happened in 2020 when I died, Flatline came back to life and all you know, the whole you know, all that stuff. And I feel like after that, I woke up in a different dimension, a different universe, because everything is, like, happening so fast this year, like 2021, 2022. And, and 
I have so much stuff. Like, I'm booked until it's like 2000, like 2025, which is crazy insane. And and I'm humbled and honored by that, by the way. And like I said, I'm tearing right now. So, uh, and you could hear it in my voice. Um, but I just love you guys who believe in me. And I, I have another announcement to make. I'm sort of for a role. Can't say what it is yet. But it's on Hulu as we speak. A TV series. Mm. Congratulations. I got Absolutely. yeah, I got the I got the news today. Um I can't say with who, I can't say I can't say nothing about it. I got the news today. Uh he he actually texted me right before I went on the show. Um and I was like, oh, my God, you just made my world. <laughs> and um, and I, I, I'm i crying about it because I cannot believe what's going on. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. They're actually writing a character for me, and they're actually they're going to put it on the IMDb. And when, the, when that happens, then I can out to the world. This is, like, amazing. Like I said, I work hard. And right now I'm doing so many projects as actress and producer and writer um, and and singing. And I want to thank my friend or my friend Roger for introducing me to. I'm not going to say his last name because I don't want people bombarding him um, because he will get get bombarded uh, for introducing me to Reese. Uh, because if he would never introduce me to her, I would I don't think she would ever know about me. So, um because she when 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 she when she contacted me, I was like, Whoa, seriously? Like she asked me if I was contracted with any company because she wants to put me in the right, you know, position and we're gonna co produce a movie together. I can't say what it is yet and I'm we're, we're gonna star in it together and so on and so on, and it's amazing. And I'm also doing uh, Nostradamus uh, Mission, written by Daniel Berghoff. He's he's just an amazing person. He's mm-hmm. he's very heartfelt, and I'm I'm playing Debbie Metzger, and also a vampire too. And I'm trying to get funding for that. I actually have investors for that. Um, talking to them now. I mean, things are turning. The wheels are turning. My manager, Charles, I love you. You are. You have been with me for nine years. And even if um, a CCA called or UA, whatever they're called, or I, w- I would not give you up for the world. I'm a very loyal person. Um, I'm co-writing a something I can't say with uh, John B. He knows who he is. I I'm, I'm, I think I'm allowed to say his name yet. Um, I want to thank. I'm getting this all out now because I'll forget later. Um, now I'm in a multi-universe comic film TV series thing, and I want to thank uh, Terry T. Hall for that. Uh, CV Kitchen for making me. Uh, all these characters, which I'm going to be like a vampire clan, like a like from Underworld, something like Underworld type of thing. Um, and PD, PDB Productions for all. I'm playing Pink Diamond and just so much stuff. It's like, and Dennis Malin for introducing me to the to a director that I always wanted to work with, Preston Walden. Um, he, he, 
I'm going to be in Carver Cove as an FBI agent. Uh, I got, I've got all the contracts. Oh my God, there's so much to to remember. Um, what, trying to um, funding for. I guess I have a question for you. I know, um, for me as a, you know, you you transition, you transition from your singer, obviously, but now you're even writing your own stuff, right? Because it. I've been writing my it, own stuff since 2014. So were you, uh, as a scriptwriter? You know, obviously getting roles, is, you're kind of fitting into their uh, film or their narrative. But now, as a writer, you get to write your stories. Was there a reason well, you wanted to write? Well, when I when, when I first got on Facebook, and this is a true story, and I'm I'm actually going to say his name out loud because I've said it before. When I first posted on Facebook my shows and everything, I started talking to Sylvester Stallone on Facebook. And yes, it was really him. I asked him what made him, how did he become the way that he is? And I asked him, I literally asked him for advice. Mm -hmm. And he told me to write what you, something that you know, something that happened in your life. And I did. I wrote a short story. Um, I filmed it. I did it myself. I got I hired an actor to come from Brooklyn to Long Island. Um, it was a half a day shoot. I ended I ended up having three cameras. I knew just what to do. I had I put I had one I had one I had one camera one angle, another camera on another angle, another camera on another angle, which was an iPad, uh, an iPhone, and my Nikon. I had a Nikon, and I, I was I was filming in the park. And nobody stopped me because they were just stopping me, stopping and looking, like seeing what was going on. And they knew something was going on and they were enjoying it. No cop stopped me. In fact, there was a cop there that was watching too. Um, it was a beautiful day. And so when I filmed it, and I also taught myself how to edit, okay? So when I looked through the footage, I kept hearing a clicking sound, a click, 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 click. And I couldn't get rid of it because it was from my Nikon, and I did not know this. Um, but I knew, I it's, it's like I knew, like, where to put the cameras. And it was it was so wild. Like, I knew what to do automatically. And so to make the long story short, when I edited it, I looked at it, and I tried to get rid of the clicking, and I couldn't. So I made it mean it was a, it was a, a very dramatic scene. I cried. It was about a girl who meets her father for the first time because her mother dies, and meanwhile she knew him. She she knew him her whole life. Who he's been watching over her most of her life, and she found out that he was really her father because her mom passed away. Um. So I never met my real father, but so I just like changed the story around a bit. Uh, so when I posted some of the clips on Facebook, Mrs. Stallone looked at it and said, you are meant to do this the rest of your life. Never quit. So by him saying that, ding, 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 I never stopped. <laughs> People were, were starting to comment, oh, wow, how do you know him, this and that. He had to get off Facebook because he just kept commenting after commenting after commenting. And I got to thank my dog, Bandit, for that because 
if it wasn't for Bandage photo, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone would have never noticed uh, Bandit because the first thing he said when he saw Bandit, the picture of my Bandit, my Husky, when he was younger, he goes, that dog looks like he can eat me. And I say, yes, only if I told him to. And that's what started off the whole conversation. And he just started following me and this and that. But then after I submitted the film to the film festivals, they said the story was phenomenal. It was called Keep Your Sunny Side Up. I put a clip on it uh, on Facebook a long time ago. Um, and uh, they said the clicking, the even though I tried to put special effects background, I even made some black and white like scenes in there and I put, mm-hmm. and I put like slow motion and I put bloopers cause I love bloopers. I put bloopers at the end. They said, unfortunately we can't submit this, but the story is good, but, but keep submitting your stuff. After that, I wrote the teaser for Jessica lives, which finally, which means, Charles Brooks co-wrote together. Um, it's about a girl. It's actually taken by True Facts. I will not go into that. But it's about a girl being raped, stabbed, and shot in a park. And she oh goes on an avenging spree. And wow. But it does a lot of twists and turns. There's a teaser for that. Um, I was actually flown out to Hollywood for that to meet uh, producer at that time, and that time um, we were sitting in the restaurant. I was all by myself. I didn't take nobody with me. I flew out to California all by myself. But what turned out to be a bad experience ended up being a good experience. All he wanted to do was take me to a party to, in Beverly Hills, and I said no. But there was a another producer there that was with him, and said, nobody has ever said no to him. And I said, well, I just did. He goes, I know. And he goes, I want to, I want to, I want to cast you in my movie that I'm doing right now. And he ended up being there for a two week thing, ended up staying there for three months in California. Filming the wow, movie. that's serendipity. Let me ask this. Mm-hmm. If, if there's a mm-hmm. movie role that you could like describe for someone to write for you, what kind of a role would that be? Wow, I never heard this question before, Will. <laughs> you always put it on the side. Um, my life. Your life story. That's personal. Yeah. You do. Oh, so you really want to just, she wants to share her story, you know? Everybody has a story. Well, I, I think yeah. that's right. We're all God's greatest miracle, all us humans. My life, because... I grew up struggling, not only because of stuttering. Um, I had, like I said, I grew up out of dad. I was raised by my grandparents. I moved around a lot, California, Florida, New Jersey, Minnesota, um, and Brooklyn. And um, how I ended up here, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> but I do You're love where I live. So I'm, no, I'm on Long Island. I'm in Long Island, and I really don't want to tell people that. <laughs> but oh, I did. I yeah. No, I was living in Cal. I lived in California for about two years, and even though I look like a California girl, it's California's not for me. Mm-mm. I 
I went, I, I lived there in 2016. I moved back to, to, to Long Island in 2018. Um, um, the air quality is not that great. I was really bad with the air quality. Allergies, really, I never had allergies in my life. My eyes were tearing constantly. I couldn't even open them. Um, I had to go get shots at the doctor for allergies. Um, mm. I know, I know some of you live in California. Uh, okay. People that actually grow up in California, probably their immune system gets used to it. But because I didn't grow up my whole entire life in California, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Um, to me, California is, I mean, I, I do like the beaches. I went to Santa Monica. I did go to the MTV Movie Awards, which was the best thing in my life, and it was by accident. I ended up going with one of the guys from General Hospital as mm. a friend. Yeah, so there has been, I, I, there has been, like, so much good that has come my way, and there has been bad things that come my way. Like, I have had to go through so many obstacles, even, even now, as an adult, my health especially. Um, you know, but I just keep moving forward and doing these projects. Jessica lives and wants a number one. Wants a number one is written by Alex Serpico and Gianluca Bonucci, which is an action-driven film. I'm trying to get funded, like I said. Uh, oh my God! And I just got another another series that is thrown at me. That's that they want me to produce. Just came up with the name. They just gave it to me last night, and I'm I'm just looking. I was looking at the script last night. And LinkedIn, LinkedIn people are, I have like close to 5,000 followers now on LinkedIn also. What is your genre? So, uh, what's your favorite genre? My favorite like genre, stuff? believe it or not, is I love, I always loved supernatural vampire, witches, werewolves, vampires, um, mythology. Sci-fi. Um, that's not sci-fi. Greek mythology is not sci-fi. It's the Greek gods. Oh, um, okay. vamp yeah. Vampires, witches, werewolves are, it's, it's more like a fantasy, like, like, the like, um, you ever watch, um, uh, the originals? Yeah. Okay. That was so one of my favorite shows. Supernatural was one of my favorite shows. Um, I want to do a rom-com one day. I also wrote a script, a, a script for that, uh, which is a comedy. It's about a girl who goes on these blind dates and they're all disastrous, like literally a disaster one by one by one by one. Um, that's actually a short film that I plan to shoot after I, when I have, when I have the time. <laughs> um, that will be, yeah, because I wrote a teaser for that. I, I directed the teaser for that. Um, uh, also, Psych Ruins, which is a supernatural thriller, which me and Charles also co-wrote, but I created it. All the stuff I create, I tell him, and we go back and forth. We go back and forth because I have so much in my mind, in my head, so much that I want to do still, um, characters I want to play, 
I want to play a lawyer. I want to play a serial killer. Believe it or not, I do. Um, <laughs> a true story. Yeah, you, yeah, you think I'm crazy, right? Um, because, I think I think it's like you want to play characters that you're not in real life because that's a little bit more challenging and more fun. That I want to play. Yes, I am not typecast, and I said this one. I said this so many times. I'm not typecast. I wanna I wanna play roles that challenge me. I love mm-hmm. challenge. I always did. Even in school, I said, "Go ahead, give it to me. Throw it at me. Give me a challenge." You know. Um, you know, like I said, I was always a tomboy. I did, I did every sport. I'll give you an example. I was shooting my music video, which never got to be seen because the director was an ass. I won't go into that. Um, but I was, I was, we were on a break, you know, cause you know, cause it was a break time after I was shooting the, the music video in between and I'm laying on my chair with my sunglasses and they thought I wasn't watching them play football. One of the guys saw the fo- football at me and I caught it. <laughs> I said, Oh, you thought I wasn't watching high and I threw it and I almost knocked the guy down and I'm little. So they were like, holy shit, you got some archer. Sorry, I said shit. Or something again. Um, he goes, oh, my God, you got some arm. I said, you don't, you have no idea. Um, so they were like, wow, you know how to throw a ball. I said, we think, because I look like a girl, and I'm a girl. <laughs> I'm a tomboy. You don't know this by now? <laughs> I did all my stunts in the streets. I broke my finger, hurt my knee, bruised my rib. Um yeah, so I, I give me anything. You like the bionic me. woman. <laughs> well, I do have a torn meniscus on my um, left knee, and sometimes, uh, and I and I had to go for physical therapy for about a year for it because oh, I will Natalie. not get surgery. Well, I had the same thing on my left knee. Oh my god! <laughs> I did the oh my same god! Thing. I didn't go to surgery, so I have physical did therapy. Did you get it from? Did, did you get it from falling with high? I was coming out of a. I was coming out of the Dan Romano show. This is a true story. I was coming out okay. of the Dan Romano show, and I had on these heels, which I will never wear again. And they have to sale, by the way. I'm going to post them. I wore them one, no, twice, because um, I wore them on set too. So if anybody wants them, they're size six, brand new. Okay, black velvet. I was coming out of the show, and I walked off the curb. And every I my ankle twisted and I went Ow. flying, banged Ow. on my both knees. That wow. the director's Ouch. son, like everybody turned, they turned and said they they saw me on the ground, and I was bleeding on my knees and on my hands oh, my because I landed on my hands, not to hit my head. And it just happened so fast. My pocketbook went up in the air. So the director's son picked me up, like you know, he was a big guy. Picked me up, put me in, 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 in my uh, truck that I had, and the other guy drove me home. And he walked me into my house, carried me into my house. Um, I found out that I tore my meniscus. And mm-hmm. and it was really bad. I had to go, like, I had Aww. to go to therapy three times a week. And every once in a while, it hurts, like, so bad sometimes that, like, like when I bend, it cracks. So <laughs> I'm like, like well, I'm clicking, still not. Like a clicking sound? 
Yeah, yeah, click. But like it cracks. It clicks. It cracks. So, uh, so I can't walk in high heels anymore, to be honest with you, because I don't want to fall again. Because if I fall again on these knees or twist my ankle one time, I'm I'm gonna have to have surgery on my ankle. Another time, another time, it happened on set. You ready for this? Okay. I was doing these accidents on set. I, well, I wore the same shoes. This was not my fault, but I'm going to tell you what happened. I was doing a scene in the streets uh, where I was playing Pink. She was a rebel called Jack and Rebel. She was a leader called Jack and Wing. Love that role. Okay. I was walking. I was doing a casino scene, and I had on a black dress with these black heels again. And there was this rug on the ground, and... I must have slipped on the rug because I went through one table full of glass, went to another table that was wobbly all day. I grabbed on, I grabbed on, I grabbed onto that round table so I wouldn't hit my head on the concrete floor that was the floor, and that round table saved my life. Wow! But, so the first thing I said. I was. I said, did anybody get that on video? You can post it. I don't care. Put it on YouTube. <laughs> I thought it was funny. You know, I was in so much pain. One guy, his name is Joey Giantonio. He, everybody ran to me that day, by the way. Um, one guy took off his bandana, wrapped my ankle up. Next, people are running outside, getting me Advil, water. They picked me up by Cleopatra with two chairs. And I, he goes, I was reading a, a biography um, of James Dean, and he's one of my favorite actors. Uh, he was doing a scene in Rebel Without a Cause and that knife scene, and he actually got yeah. nicked, and then there was blood, and the director yelled cut, and he got so furious with the director. He said, don't ever yell cut when it's a real moment like that. <laughs> um, yeah. Another well, interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So – so um, when they asked me, I said, "No, no, no." I said, "Just, just, just put me over to that. Just, I'll just, I'll just do the scene uh, sitting down. But let's just keep rolling. <laughs> no matter how much pain I was in, let's just, let's just keep rolling. That's how I am. Keep rolling. Don't stop. You know. Um, yeah. And and you know, I, I said, and that day, and that day, there were fans there. And after that, I was signing so many autographs, but they were like, oh, my God, Natalie Perry's here. Natalie Perry's here. I signed so many autographs that day. It was such a nice feeling. Oh, my goodness, such a great feeling, even though it was in so much pain. And um, But the other one, when I fell on my knees, I, I got hurt so bad that my back was out for, like, two weeks because of the way I fell. Oh, okay. Sounds so, like amazing how resilient the body is and able to heal every cell and every organ. You know, it just does that it on its is, own. But it's also amazing how many times I used to fall. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, my well, um, now you're I, now it sounds like you're more careful with the heels and huh? Like after all that, I don't. I don't will. The only heels I can wear now is with that block heel. You know the block, the pump? not pump. Yeah, it's like a block, and I have to oh. have support around my ankle. Yeah, like a like a like I would say like the something from like the sixties or seventies. Yeah, those are cute. Though. I actually ordered a pair of those. 
um, they're black and they have a, they're black, like a black sandal and they're like five inches, but they have a black heel and, um, and those are the only, and I can wear boots with a black heel. Like I can wear all kinds of boots, but nothing like with a pump anymore. But these black shoes that I fell on, they are gorgeous. And I only wore them twice. <laughs> so everybody oh found me, put, put them on Facebook. <laughs> From Natalie Perry, sell them. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> It'll be an auction. <laughs> you know, Natalie, I can actually relate with you there because I love shoes. And sometimes even if I go and there's like one pair of the shoes and they don't even fit me, I'm like, I still got to get these shoes just to have them on hand. So when I get the actual size that, it, that fits me, but uh, yeah, I love shoes, you know, and I've done that before. Bought the, the shoe, even though it wasn't my size. Shoes too well. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you know like what? Hey, rock too. and roll, right? I have yet to buy a pair, but <laughs> I don't know. One day, like I, I, I recently just gave away about forty bags of clothes to. I donated them, and they all still had tags on them. Yeah, shoes, pocketbooks. I I just donated so much stuff, you know, to, to charity, yeah, which really I nice do like you. once a month at least. Um, yeah, because I also do charity events, so mm-hmm. I do a lot of charity work, and um, and it's like I said, if I can help other uh, people with a disability to do charity work for them, I'm game. Um, I'll do it. They want me to sing at a charity auction. I'm there. As long as it's close to my house or you fly me out, I'm there. <laughs> if it's not, if, if, if it's not in my city or city, you got to fly me out, but, I, but I'll do it for nothing. Just, just, you know, just take care of my other expenses and I'll, and I'll do this charity work, you know, it's, 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 it's for charity. And I've done a lot of charity work. Like I did recently, not recently about right before the pandemic started, um, I sang in Manhattan, um, in a, in a hall and it was just me and my, you know, and, and, and I was singing all these songs and I was so loud that people were coming in into the restaurant, bar, hall, whatever it was, and there were producers and directors there, and they were handing my cards to my, uh, who was my agent at the time, who I actually fired her, um, and because I never knew about it until six months later, somebody had called me and said, we have been trying to get in touch with you. We gave it to your agent. I said, what? I said, I never got any of your cards, never got anything. I fired her a long time ago. So they were like, wow, yeah. So this is this, this is what I mean about trust. This is yeah. why this is why Charles, he's he's, Good man. he's family. He is he is family to me. Him and Donna are family to me. I I I stayed with them when I filmed in Texas. They treat me like a daughter. They got all the foods that I can eat. They even got my apple cider vinegar, my honey. Um, they were just fantastic to me. I love them so much. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I know he's listening. <laughs> if he's not listening, he'll be listening later because cause he said that he couldn't get the link to play. So I sent him the Facebook oh. link. Yeah, well, I, I sent him the Facebook link. 
Yeah. yeah. yeah and something you and Janet also have in common was um, uh, Janet was also on Debbie Perkins' show, who she sang your praise as well. But uh, Janet had said on Debbie Perkins' show when she was a guest that she wanted to be a vampire, too, like uh, for the role. Like that would be one of her dream roles, too. So that's oh, you have yeah, that in yeah, common. Yeah. Maybe the two of you will do like a vampire movie. <laughs> you know, that's why I'm telling Natalie, uh, we like, mis- you know, it's like, it's one of those things where you can't really be that in real life, you know, <laughs> but it's something interesting to do. This is a challenging, uh, fun um, Well, I'm supposed to be also doing a movie with, with Kevin McDonald and Tony Todd playing a witch. Oh, well, Pierce Brosnan, too, was uh, mentioned uh, when I had heard, you know, from uh, the yeah, projects you were working on. He's attached to two of my projects, um, which is Jessica Lou's, the one that I wrote, the revenge one, mm-hmm. wants a number one, the one that Alex and, 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 and I just said his name before and now I can't say it now. Um, uh, be, uh, be Lucia, um, Italian writers from Italy. Um, I also have, I mean, I, I did a, I posted everything on Facebook. There was a whole video montage of people that are attached to it. Um, for Nostradamus Mission, uh, we have Michael Nori, uh, Daryl Strensberg, who was just on, uh, uh, what was that, C- uh, Senior High, the one that was with Rebel Wilson. We got so many people attached to it. I mean, I, I literally, I, I'm, I'm on the phone, like, all the time, talk, trying to talk to managers, agents. Um, I actually got to be friends with Scott Eastwood. Um, I know, right? <laughs> I can't mm-hmm. believe it myself. Um, not I, not only working people, why don't you do a really quick, um, I think we are running out of time, but I do want people to know where to find you. Like, is there a website that, you know, or anywhere that you want to mention? Uh, you could go to my IMDb you, you, and just Google me. <laughs> That's all I okay, say. Google her. Perfect. <laughs> IMDb yeah. Natalie Perry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's spelled P P E R I. Okay, you can't miss me. I got blonde hair, hazel eyes, long, curly, whatever you want to say. Um, I am all over Google, all of that. There's like three pages of me. Um, oh, wow. I love your curly hair, by the way. Your curly hair. Oh, I thank love you. That yeah, that's that's my natural hair. Oh wow! I like that. <laughs> the curly hair. Even that's, more impressive. Yeah, that's my natural hair. You know, I only I only wear it curly in the in like when it turns spring and summer because trying to straighten it for the summer, it's a total. It's it's you know it's it's a uh, it's a waste because then it just frizzes out and I, and I look like the weast. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> a witch. <laughs> it just gets so. so Is I just blonde the natural color I, or do you lighten it? No, um, I'm a na- my my natural color is uh, is dirty blonde, which is a dark blonde. So if you notice my pictures, you will see like dark blonde highlights. But I do do highlights. But my natural color is dirty blonde, so I am a natural blonde. Not that blonde. You but certainly have a lot blonde. of different looks too. Like each picture is like a, it tells a different story. I was story. always like that. Even growing up, when I was taking photos, they were like, "You, you are the girl with many faces." That's what the photographer told me. Like when I was um, picked for the billboard for Crunch Fitness, I was very surprised about that too because I never thought of myself as a model. I guess you could blame my mom for that because she always said I wasn't pretty. 
Um, uh, and so I grew up that. So, but when thing came up for Crunch Fitness, I my one of my friends said, "Why don't you, why don't you just, you know, submit? You never know what could happen." I'm like, ah. you know, I was like, "All right," I says, "All right, I'll try." I didn't. When when the agency called me the next day, they said, "Can you come in so we could take another photo of you?" And I was like, "Okay." So two days later, after they took the photo, I got the phone call that I was one of the chosen to be on the billboard. And all I did was oh. cry and hug her. I cried and hugged her. She goes, "I didn't know She goes, "Why wouldn't you? You are so you are so pretty and and." And so adorable and so tiny and just, you're just, like, I love you. And I was like, oh, I love you, too. And I, I just started crying. And there's and, also a restaurant, and in, uh, you were talking I mean, about, like, your, your picture's up right in between two icons, too. Do you want to share that? Yeah, when 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 I got the when I got the text, they said, Cause, you know, we, we, we just reopened our restaurant in Staten Island, and we would love to have your autograph photo with, with Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin. I was oh my god, you really want my autograph? No hesitation whatsoever. <laughs> I I shipped it out within like two days, and it's on their wall. They sent me a photo, and it says, oh my god, there's Dean Martin, and I think that's Frank Sinatra. I'm like above Frank Sinatra's under me, and Dean Martin's under him. I said I am on a wall with these icons. Okay, <laughs> I, I couldn't see what was on the other side. I mean. I used to sign autographs like you know, like a while ago. I used to just give them out, hand them out. Hey, you want one? Yeah, yeah. Because when I was on softball league, the celebrity softball league, I did a charity event for the celebrity softball. And when I got to the field, um, they gave me a shirt. It said Perry number one, and um, and I was like, oh my god, this is for me. And I went and and I went and there was a like a whole poster of all my photos, like a like a whole board, and I'm signing all of them. I'm like I cannot believe I'm signing my name, and people were there and, and they went and, and I was with an I was with a singer from American Idol, one of the one of the singers that was on American Idol, and I was and I was taking a, and I was taking photos with him, and uh, and I was like like wow I cannot believe I'm signing my autograph. And then um and uh and I and I can also hit a ball too by the way. They were very surprised. Uh <laughs> um so yeah, so so all this stuff that is happening is 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 surreal. It really is. Um uh and uh and everybody and all my friends like Darren Lev and everybody look I I can't even remember their names right now. <laughs> you know, I always say I'm going to write cue cards, but I never do. <laughs> um, but I think I got everybody in. Um, uh, let me see. I got uh, yeah, Daniel. I got Dennis. I got Darren. I got John. I got Terry. I got I got I got Stevie uh, Stevie Kitchen. I got I got I got I got Willie D. I got oh my God. I got oh and Will Colazzo. Well, if Will, what happened to me in 2020, if he would have never called me to be in Bloody Nun, because when when I went through that trauma of, of when I flatlined from the bacteria disease that was in my stomach, did not know I had, um, 
if he would, I like, you know, when you go through that trauma, I, like I told you the last time I wanted to quit acting, singing. I wanted to, I, I just put myself in my room and I shut everybody out. Like I shut everybody yeah. out. I, I wouldn't talk to nobody. I was always, I was crying like every single day. But the oh. another thing that I tell you in 2009, uh, there was one time that I woke up and I was choking and I lost my voice. I couldn't sing no more. Because you were crying so much. No, in 2009, this other thing happened. In 2009, oh. I woke up one day. Um, I tried to swallow and I couldn't swallow. And I lost my voice and I went to the throat doctor and they found polyps in my vocal cords. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So, so, so I went through that also, and it took two years, two years to get my voice back. And that, and that's when I started. After that, that's when I started singing with Rock and Robin. And the more that I sang, the more that my voice opened up and got developed. But I had to take pills also to get the pal to remove the palps because they wouldn't do surgery on me. Oh Natalie, let me ask you this: How cords. did you get out of the um, that the, the dark spot? Because I think a lot of uh, people, you know, everywhere in the world is kind of going in their dark corners. How did you get out of it and get back into the fray and start doing things again? What God, God, God. Mm-hmm. I, Amen. my, wow. I, I, I went to talk to a priest. I also went to a healing mass which was okay. most of the best experience of my life. Having, I cried so many times to my priest. Um, yeah, I went, I went to church, spoke to my priest, cried. He was like my, he was like my therapist. I went every week. Um, and every time he put his hand on my head, on my shoulder, I would just cry and cry and cry. He would tell me, cry it out, cry it out, cry it out. It was. He was like he gave me a sigh of relief. Even in the hospital in 2000, and I kept saying 2000 in 2020, when that thing with the flatlining, um, the day I was supposed to come home, uh, I couldn't. Um, they gave me food in the morning because I didn't eat for five days or drink. They just gave him, you know, they had the thing in my arm for this, you know, for the water, so I wouldn't dehydrate. Um, priest walks in, you know, I was supposed to leave that day, but I, I vomited the food because, you know, I, I wasn't ready to leave yet. A priest walked in and I was like, am I dying? I'm funny. I'm very funny. So I was like, so the priest goes, and he was Italian too. He had, and he had the accent. He goes, no, why do you got to talk like that? I said, well, look what just happened to me. <laughs> I said, are you giving me my last rights? <laughs> so, well, because this show is brand new, we're we're still looking for some sponsors. So I'm thinking, why don't we do like uh, some commercials for other people like uh, Debbie Perkins? Because you know her well. Uh, she's got a podcast, uh, Little Saint. He's got a podcast. Um, Voice for Victims is on at five. 
Uh, Little Saint show is on at 6, and this show, The Comfort Zone, is on at uh, 7, and we're going to have Sophia Alvarez come on. So if you want to do like a, a little commercial, because we, these are our commercials that we're basically making ourselves. Uh, Janet, yeah, you wanna... I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know we've gone over time because I, I, I could do a five hour show. I swear to God. <laughs> Cause I, I, I know. Know. Bonus I, one. Natalie, yeah. I, think, I, I just wanted to say thank you for sharing your story. And it's so inspirational just to how you came, you know, how you grew up and how you, where you're at today. And, just saying, and the fact that, you know, that was a good question, what, what get, got you out of that funk, and you said God and your priest and going to church and stuff like that. It was just beautiful, the whole, your whole story. Thank you. know, you, uh, and when Thank you mentioned you. I want to make a movie about my life, honestly, here's an idea for some of these producers, because we, we can think outside the box. Why doesn't, like, for this show, it's such a good show. I thought it was a good show with toot my own horn, you know, everybody involved as well. But uh, you imagine if this was a voiceover and then you, you put, like, maybe some pictures of you going through these things and maybe having, like, an actress sort of showing that on film and yet, you know, have this voiceover. Just an idea for some of those uh, creative types. That'd be a unique movie. Um, I don't know if there's ever been anything like that. What you mean, showing photos like the, and a voiceover about it? Yeah, well, like even like because like, this show is almost uh, the movie length. You know what I mean? So it's like they can yeah. be there was that Marlon Brando show where he was like basically narrating his own movie, and I thought that was pretty uniquely done. And uh, Brando, of course, is one of my favorite actors, one of James Dean's favorite actors too. Uh huh. Uh huh. We're gonna have uh, Crystal is closing the show today, so let's welcome Crystal back. Crystal, are you there? She yeah, wasn't on the show the whole time. Crystal, did yep. you yeah, hear everyone? Well. You... Yeah, I heard everything. Oh. Yes, you were amazing, and you you Thank are you. doing so much amazing things right now. Um, you're very busy. I don't know how you keep up with it. <laughs> wow, you've got a yeah, lot. Yeah, I know. Um, my my brain is doing a three sixty times six. <laughs> Right. I mean, one of the things that, like, you know, you like to talk a lot, and, like, it's it's funny because, like, my daughter, um, you know, the one that is similar to you, like, you know, what, what went through with what, what you went through, um, she talks all the time. She's just always talking. And she's got so much energy, and she's also tiny. And um, I just see a lot of similarities, you know. Um, but I just uh, so, tell her I like, said hi. By the way, tell her I said hi. I will. Yeah, she loves you. She's like, I love Natalie Perry. You know, she's always oh, saying it. Oh. We're gonna listen to this show after the she's after like, this is over. I'm gonna let her hear it. Go ahead. She's 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 the fourth little girl that has said. I love Natalie Perry. I want to grow up to be Natalie Perry. Do you know what a feeling that feels like to me? Like, I I was wanting to be an icon, but this to me is like being an icon. Like, people, like these mm-hmm. little girls are looking up to me, and, and I love it. Thank you so much. I, I totally appreciate yeah. it. And whoever I can help, I will. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're definitely well, in, uh, Our motto uh, of this show is... Yeah, go, Janet. I was just going to go over the the motto of the show is um, like the water that nourishes everything. So does this show, the comfort circle, because it is, I I feel like a lot of people, if they, they listen to the show, they've really gained a lot of insight. And especially these people that are going through that dark place, they know how to, they got the key now to get out. 
Yeah, yeah, and I like um, how you have looking. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, when 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 I was in a dark place more than once, I always the first thing I I I I I did I used I would sleep with my cross neck mm-hmm. on my pillow and cry to him every night, and I still do that. I pray every night wow. nonstop. Um, I, I yes, I have my rosary beads. I'm a very spiritual person, and I'm even more spiritual because of what happened to me in 2020. Um, because, like, and I still say it, and I really don't care whoever hears it, is tired of hearing it or seeing it on my postings. Believe in yourself. Believe in God. God saved me for a reason. Believe in yourself and always, always, always pay it forward, which I do. I because totally it comes back, it comes Thank back you. tenfold. Amen. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Amen. And agree those are my that. quotes. On if you notice in all my endings of my of of my post, I ninety percent say it. Pay forward. Believe in God. Believe in yourself. Pay it forward because I truly, truly, truly believe in it. Because people are meant good people are meant to come in your life i believe in fate you know there are good people and bad people and so far this year i've had all good people and i mean you guys too like totally thank you like okay i mean before 2020 i've had people that were not that great that used to want to put me down and try to take me down and but after this, after no, and, and I'm going to knock on wood right now because you know, so it, it's like everybody that's coming into my life lately is all good, and I really believe that God is making all this happen. Now, Charles will say that I'm reincarnated by Marilyn Monroe, but I believe it the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're I, I I great everything, and I believe believe in God too, and I I believe that God controls everything that we do in life, and and I totally support everything that you've said wholeheartedly. Yeah, you are yeah. such an amazing lady, and you, I, I'm just I'm, I'm out of words now. Like just you so much, and you're saying so much. I'm glad I'm glad I'm touching people. I'm in tears right now because when I talk about this, I cry. Um, yeah, I cry all the time. I'm very sensitive, very emotional. Uh, I'm very, I'm very, I'm a very humble person and, you know, um, and I'm just like astounded, like what is going on? And I hope it continues knock on wood really does. Um, because this is amazing what is happening in my life. And, and, you know, like, and, and being, being nominated, thank you, Eric. I love you so much for being nominated for Influence Entertainer of the Year and possibly on the magazine and being considered for Maxim CoverGirl. Who would ever think that? That's awesome. Not me. Not me. No way. No how. <laughs> I mean, even if I don't win, it's just the fact of being nominated, like, even for anything, you know. Um, I sound like I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm on the stage with the winning award or something. <laughs> I'm, I'm practicing. Right. <laughs> we 
But you're doing a lot of I mean, great literally, things. If I win, you know I'm going to be crying a lot. <laughs> That's probably a good note to wrap the show up with the award and then the bow and the, uh, you know, we, we see the crowd cheering. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, you don't have a cloud machine? I do. <laughs> I used to do I used to do on I used to do like a like like a twice a week show on Facebook and I used to mm-hmm. sing live for people, you know, for my fans and then I would do some comedy and then I would have my my tablet and have people laughing and clapping. So yeah. <laughs> I used to do that. That was that was before the pandemic, but you know, so but I used to I used to also have my own radio show too, so I know what it's like to do all this. Right. You know, if you have well, a radio show, this is like a every week thing, you know, like, right? You you do it every week, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So this is an exclusive yeah. show. I, uh, we're going to have ours Thursday. And like uh, I said, she's got the uh, voice of uh, for victims on 5 o'clock, Little Saints at, at 6, and then the Comfort Circle, which we're in right now. Right. And seven, we're on the you know, California. So, um, I just want to thank you, Natalie, for coming on. And I love your can do attitude. Um, just keep going, thank don't you. stop. And Bless keep, you. You know, I, I think you're, you're doing great. And um, I thank just want you. to thank um, Will and Janet for helping host the show tonight, you know, with us doing the dual show. And, and if anyone out there, um, you know, wants to be on our shows, you can just go to voiceforvictimspodcast.com or comfortcircle.net, um, and then just contact us on there. And then um, thank and you, everyone else. For... Open. And oh, thank you, Will. People, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Seisman, Seisman, and 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 Castor Fagan. Oh, I I, I knew I got two people. Thank you so much for putting me for putting me in your projects. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. And That's then, all I got to say. Oh, you're welcome, and thank you for for being with us. And then always uh, stand thank up. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Always stand up for yourself or someone else. And I hope everyone out there has a good night. And um, you know, just go out stand and make up, a difference. Stand up, speak up, and a wonderful Wednesday to everybody. Yeah, See wonderful Wednesday. So you all have a great Thanks. evening because it's, it's 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 what after six now. So you all have a great evening on the West Coast. It's daytime for you. It's nighttime for me. You have a great evening and a great day. And God bless. God bless. Bye everybody. Thanks. Until next time tomorrow at seven p.m. The conference. Bye circle. everybody. Have, Bye. have a great evening. Bye. And be safe. Be safe. Be safe. Bye. Bye.